This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, uh, the long-awaited liberal marijuana legislation has finally been introduced in Parliament just uh, at this hour, and uh, it sets in motion a host of sweeping policy changes for public safety and health across Canada. Now, the bill is sure to come under heavy scrutiny in the coming weeks and months. Uh, It has details like uh, the age at which uh, uh, it can be sold, uh, as well as a bunch of other uh, measures. Uh, They want to increase penalties for impairment, and the federal plan also has efforts to promote drug education as part of the liberal pledge to make the drug less accessible to youth. Once this is passed, Canada will be the first member of the G7 to legalize marijuana for recreational use across the country. Uh, I'm sure our listeners have some thoughts on whether or not that is a good thing. This uh, new law should take effect by Canada Day of next year in 2018. Will there be legal hiccups along the way? We want to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, let's go to industry expert Ivan Ross Rana. Hello. Uh, hi, Libby. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me today. Pardon? Well, thank you. Um, have you had a chance to take a bit of a look? I mean, it's really just been introduced as we speak. Uh, no, unfortunately. I'm, I'm like you, eagerly anticipating it, but I haven't been able to see it yet. But I think we have a good idea as to what's in it, though. Uh-huh. And what do you make of what is in it? Well, I, I mean, I think it's a very uh, good bill in the sense of it's a good day for Canada overall because we've been waiting for legalization for a long time. And at the very least now, we have something to react to. And there's a very good implementation schedule along the lines of we have a year to react. And there'll be a lot of consultation, which I think is really great because then all Canadians can input into this and design the system that they want to see come to fruition. Okay. Um, What do you see as, uh, from what we know, as uh, the things that are likely to be little kind of holes? Well, I think, you know, the, the, the major hole that a lot of people have been talking about is understanding and figuring out what this distribution regime is going to look like across the country. And so I know the provinces have begun to start to work really hard on that, uh, but I think that's going to be the very big question. Are we still going to continue on with a mail order system? Are people going to be able to go into a dispensary? Will you be able to access it from a pharmacy? And so I think that's the policy challenge that's going to face the provincial governments uh, over the next year. Yeah, so of course it's the provinces that have to decide on distribution. Uh, The dispensaries, I I gather the government doesn't really like that system with the dispensaries. Uh, But the other thing I gather is that even if the provinces don't have their acts together, by the time this is legal, it will be available by mail order. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming 
And I'm hoping that the mail order system continues on because I do think, I mean, I know there are issues with it, but at the very least, if people still want a way to access uh, the product, you've got an alternative sort of delivery way to get it. And I think that's what we've heard, you know, time and time again from Canadians. At H&K, we've done some polling and, you know, Canadians want a variety of choices on how to access that. So it might take some time for the provinces to figure it out in each jurisdiction, but as long as there's choice, uh, I think that that's what the majority of Canadians want to be able to see. Now, here's one question that I and a lot of other people have had, because uh, one of the things that the government is saying is that at the same time as doing this, they, they want to increase pa- penalties and, and really crack down on impaired driving. But m- my understanding is that there isn't really the most reliable kind of test for whether you're driving high. Yeah, and I think that's an excellent uh, point that you've raised there, because it is difficult in order to figure that out because we've got this recreational component and we've got this medical component. So how are we going to be able to distinguish between the two when somebody uses it? Are we taking your medicine and then you're driving? Uh, much like a lot of people take medicine during the days, it's not the best thing to be operating a car. But how do you figure that out? So well, I, think that I'm, I, I don't think that anyone thinks uh, that whether you're high for medicine or for recreation, you shouldn't be driving if you're high. Well, not, not if you're high, that's right, but that's the, to your point earlier about how do you distinguish between it and do the tests do that, right? Because with marijuana, you've got a whole host of other strains that don't get you high, but allow you to take it for medical purposes, but do the tests actually bear that out? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what the issue is that uh, we're going to have to wrestle with over the next year, because I would agree, absolutely, there has to be some sort of process in place to get at drug-impaired driving, uh, but it's a challenge for sure. But uh, so let's just deal with recreational high. Is there is the test is is it reliable now to figure out if people are high? Uh, I think it's coming that way. I know Australia, for instance, has been dealing with a lot of these tests over a period of time. Uh, so I think the technology is there. Uh, but I still think it can be improved, absolutely. Oh. Okay, our lines are filling out, so uh, let's take a few calls. We've got uh, Patrick in Brampton. Hi, Patrick. Hello. Hello. My biggest question is uh, for what's going to happen with all the people that are in the system that have been convicted or will be convicted uh, in, in regards to marijuana? Are they going to release the ones that are in prison now? Are they going to release the ones that are in jail? And what about the ones that are in the court process right now? And and again, what about people with uh, criminal records for this, uh, Ivan? That's right. That that those also should be expunged. Well, I think uh, I'm, I'm a delivery driver in Brampton here uh, for alcohol, and when if marijuana becomes available to be legally delivered, I will freely deliver it in Brampton. But I will also follow whatever rules are regarded by the province, the same as I do when I'm delivering alcohol. Okay. Uh, thanks for your call. Let's see if we can uh, get an answer. Uh, Ivan, um, uh, do we have any clarity on that? Uh, I, well, I think, yeah, in a, in a couple of instances, you know, this government has been clear, uh, so has the previous government. I mean, the law is the law up until the legislation actually changes. Uh, so, of course, that's something to be thinking about for the future. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure what they would contemplate on that. But, uh, again, you know, the law has been clear about uh, accessing it because it was still and, and it will be until this is implemented a controlled substance. 
So that, that has to be an important consideration. Yeah, and I mean, the Prime Minister himself has said too many people get criminal records because of this. Um, uh, so I guess we just have to wait and see uh, if any of that is changed. Uh, let's go to Heidi in Niagara. Hello, Heidi. Hi. Um, the reason I'm calling, my phone's acting up. Uh, the reason I'm calling is I live next door to a legal grow up, and it's been nothing but a pain in my side. I'll bet it is. So I'm not really crazy, but I'm hoping now that they legalize it, maybe this guy will be shut down because he won't be able to compete with the rest of them. I don't know. But I don't know how some of these people got their licenses. Nobody came to our neighborhood. Health Canada didn't ask any questions. He put it in. He has a record, apparently. I don't know how he got the license. And... uh He's had uh, German Shepherd dogs all over in his property, and I got to listen to them barking. And I live like kind of in the country, in the city, but it's you know I would like to put my house up for sale eventually. Who's going to want to uh, have a house next door to that? I, it sounds like a, a, a big problem, and uh, uh, all of those things. I mean, you know, when people put anything in, the neighbors should have a chance uh, to respond to that. Uh, Heidi, I feel your pain. Thanks for your call and um, hope it works out for you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, yeah, we are uh, running out of time. Uh, Let us take one more. We've got Victor in Mississauga. Hi, Victor. Hey, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, good. Listen, I got to just say this marijuana thing, you have no idea what the government's getting themselves into. Um, they're they're jeopardizing everything. The police force, for one thing, you know, our guys in in blue, our best guys, they're going to be dropped like flies over this because now they got to overprotect more people, and they're going to have more trouble with these people because already our schools, our kids, are already down in our education. They're going to be more stupid now. <laughs> you well, know, if they start taking this. I mean, the people outside of Canada are laughing at us. Well, the the I we, we got to stop this. We have to stop it. I mean, I don't I, like. I smoked in, in, back in the seventies, but Jesus, we controlled it. We, you know, we were easy. But now you're letting everybody smoke. Well, I mean, uh, it uh, making it illegal uh, doesn't stop kids from having it. But uh, I hear you, Victor. Thanks for your call. They're going. I'll tell you one thing: they're gonna, the kids are going to get it much easier now because the kid next door has it. Well, um, uh, that all remains to be seen, Victor. Well, uh, thanks for your input. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.